two years ago, my friend Renee Maroon introduced me to the cosmic phenomenon known as the Saturn Return. Whether you've heard of it or not, you've either gone through it, are currently going through it, or soon will. Saturn is a big deal in astrology, and there is no escaping the planets of karma, discipline, and maturity. Every 29 and a half years, it completes its orbit around the Sun and returns to the exact position it was in when we were born, hence the name Saturn Return. Considered a rite of passage, the transit is a teacher who checks our homework to ensure we've learned the lessons of the past 29 years. If we haven't, good luck navigating three years of tests that demand self-reflection, growth, and transformation. I'm currently in my first Saturn return, and what better way to kick off this podcast than to discuss this cosmic event with Renee. After all, she has the best lessons and perspectives to share, having graduated from her first Saturn return six years ago. Thank you so much for doing this, Renee. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. (laughs) Do you want to introduce yourself? I mean, I feel like I can start by saying that we met a few years ago in Jamaica. Mm. And you were the person who actually introduced me to the concept of a Saturn return. I had no idea what it was prior to you telling me. And I went back to our chat a few days ago, looked at the conversation and I didn't even respond to your message about the Saturn return. I was probably like, what are you talking about? <laughs> when, I guess, talk a little bit about your journey with astrology and where this all began for you. Okay, well, I've always been interested in astrology. Um, I've had my chart read. I've had, you know, I've had readings done probably once, once a year for the past four or five years. Um, I'm not like a student of astrology, but I definitely do have an appreciation and it's something that I use to help guide me, but I don't, I don't really adhere to it word for word. Like I'm not, I don't read my horoscope in the morning, for example. So I'm not like, you know, completely and totally reliant on astrology for my moves each day, but it does provide context for things about me, things about my personality, things about the people that I relate to helping me to understand people better, helping me to understand, you know, when people say that there's something in the universe or something's written in the stars, like that kind of brings more context to what actually happens around me. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I'm just, I'm just like a fan. <laughs> I'm not an expert. I'm really just a fan. For me, it was learning about my sun sign. That was the very beginning. I was in elementary school and I found out that I was a cancer son and I was offended. I, (laughs) of all the signs, I'm the person associated with a disease. I didn't really understand what it meant. But as I've grown older, I really appreciate the sun sign and then obviously my moon and my rising. So what's your relationship like with um, your sun sign? And when did you first, like, was that your introduction to astrology? For sure. For sure. I, I don't remember how old I was. I was probably in like grade four or something. And I learned that I was a Leo and I was like, oh, that's great. I love cats. I think lions are excellent. I think I didn't know anything more about what Leos, you know, what they represent or what their characteristics are. But I I just thought, well, lucky me, <laughs> I'm a Leo, <laughs> you know, and I was really proud of it because that to me, of all the signs, I'm not, you know, maybe because I am a Leo, I'm prejudiced, but of all the signs to me, that's the coolest, which I guess makes sense. Yeah. But um, I, I also thought, I think I had put a lot of stock in the sun sign 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it was only recently that I learned that it's not just the sun sign. It's everything. It's your sun. It's your moon. It's your rising. It's, you know, everything like the placement of the house, everything. Right. Really builds, you know, this this person that you are. Um, and I think a lot of people kind of get stuck at the sun sign and don't actually learn more about the rest of the makeup, you know? Mm-hmm. So what's your moon sign and what's your rising? So my moon is Gemini. Okay. And my rising is Virgo. Okay. I'm yeah. a Scorpio moon. <laughs> oh. Leo rising. Oh, yeah. I can actually, I can see that. Wait, in what way? You have a way, I don't know if you've noticed it, but I remember anytime I'm out and I see you, <laughs> what? <laughs> anytime I don't know where that we've going. been out. No, it's fine. <laughs> And like you, you'd enter the space, and I'm just like, oh, like I, like there is a a light that kind of travels with you. So it's like, okay, there's Tori. I see her. You can't. I don't think you can be missed in a space. You know what I mean? And I think that's on a very basic level, actually, just something that made me go, oh yeah, I can see the Leo aspect there. Wow, what an honor! What a compliment! I appreciate that. No problem. It's true. So, a quick recap for everyone. The Saturn return happens around the ages of 20 to 30, and again at 58 to 60, then late 80s, early 90s. We usually experience pretty big milestones during these periods. So, for example, marriage, divorce, babies, major career shifts, retirement, all the things. But these are usually attributed to the quarter and midlife awakenings or crises when we can actually give Saturn some credit because we know better. Um, These lessons we learn during our Saturn return depend on not only our life trajectories and the unique experiences we each have to go through, but what zodiac sign Saturn was in when we were born. Each zodiac sign carries its own theme and message and opportunities for us to learn from them and embrace them. And each Saturn return lasts for about three years. I'm in my first Saturn return. My Saturn is in Pisces. And then Renee, your Saturn is in Sagittarius, so your Saturn return ended about 2017 yeah about that yeah so when did you first learn of the saturn return as a concept i actually learned about it in 2017 (laughs) um as my birthday was approaching um yeah it was that i think to be fair those three years were really rough for me um as far as my relationships with people were concerned Mm -hmm. my relationship with myself you know, um, I started doing a lot of soul searching around the beginning of my Saturn return, but I didn't know what was actually happening, the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Um, so closer towards my 30th birthday, um, there was a Mercury retrograde and I was I was just in a really tough spot emotionally and just trying to, you know, be there for myself. And I had started doing... I started doing the astrology readings and that's when I learned that, okay, that's what's happening. It's my Mm -hmm. Saturn return and it's kind of unearthing all the things that I I haven't been addressing or that I didn't even know needed addressing that would help me to kind of bolster myself up and push through the next few years of my life and, you know, become more in tune with myself. Okay. And if you, if you can pick one word to just encapsulate the spirit of your Saturn return, what would you choose and why? Ah, I think I would choose 
it's a small word, but it's it's it packs a punch. Um, raw. Mm. I feel like I was kind of stripped down to the bare bare bones, and you know, it was a raw kind of coming into myself. There wasn't anything to cover me. There wasn't anything to hide with, or like it was just me facing all of the things that you know needed to be faced mm-hmm. and. And I, I don't want to say it was raw in the sense that it was harmful. It was painful at, at points, but it was kind of like a growing pain, you know? So it's kind of that feeling of, or the, the idea of a seed burst, mm-hmm. of, a, of a root bursting through the seed where it's just like at that point where change is actually taking place. Even though it technically ended in 2017, it's like... I, f- I feel like I'm still on the back end of it. <laughs> so I, f- I kind of feel like the changes that I learned or, or was to apply to my life are kind of not resurfacing, but kind of taking taking a different, like taking root in a different way now. So for everyone listening, Saturn, the Saturn return lasts for about three years and Renee yours began in 2014 December of 2014 and then it ended December 2017 so I remember when you told me that you felt that you were in a new phase of your Saturn return when we were having a conversation and I was like a little bit confused a little bit worried for my own sake since I'm going through my first Saturn return (laughs) and I'm like I want this to be over in three years I don't want to have to deal with the aftermath so talk to me a little bit about the different phases that you understand exist within the Saturn return and like the lasting themes you find yourself navigating? All right. So for me, it feels like, I feel like there are actually three phases within each to each Saturn return, right? So the first would be kind of like the bursting through, the breaking open. The second phase would be like, the coming to understand and accept. And then the third phase is more like applying the lessons learned. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, understanding that now, and I look back, I can realize that certain themes that were present had to do with me, for example, slowing down, mm. paying attention, not getting distracted by you know, as my mother would always say, pull away the fluff. Um, I think there's a lot of fluff in front of my eyes. Um, so even the ways that I was learning the lessons was through a lens that was a bit obscured. So for me, a lot of the themes were like trusting myself, paying attention, focus on what I'm doing, not so much on what anybody else is doing. And also... You know, things are going to hurt. Things are going to be difficult, but it's not like it's going to kill you. It's going to, you're going to, you're going to get through it. Just kind of keep going, you know? In fact, there was something that happened around the time, a little bit after the Saturn return. I remember I was at the beach and I had just done mushrooms for the first time. And oh God, was, shout out to mushrooms. No, <laughs> it was so, it was an amazing experience and you know, it was beautiful. Everything was beautiful. And I, I was at the beach. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go back in the water. And I kept 
every time I took a step towards the water, a wave would crash and pull me under. So like for about five minutes, and I can swim, but for about five minutes, I was just stuck getting knocked over like time after time by these waves. And I was just like, what the hell is happening here? Like, why can't I just get forward? And a bit after that, I realized, okay, there's a lesson right there. You know, things are going to be coming at me and they're going to knock me down. But if I stay down, what's going to happen? I'll drown. Mm -hmm. But if I keep going, I might get knocked over again. But if I pay attention, I'm going to see that there's going to be a break in the waves and that's where I'm supposed to proceed. And I think that was a lesson that I learned that is actually still a recurring theme for me right now. And how would you say, and I don't know if you've experienced this, but did you feel Saturn's presence physically? Like when right now I'm what, three months into my Saturn return and I just, I feel very present, but I also feel like my weight in a way, which kind of makes sense. Like I feel very grounded to the earth and I feel very grounded within myself, but then I do feel like there's this pressure on my back in a way to just be very mindful um and to slow down like you said that's something I realized yesterday like I've, I don't know if you've ever seen how fast I walk but I walk pretty quickly and I, I, just, I it's not like I'm going anywhere it's just I think it's just I think it's just maybe like a habit that I haven't really thought about and I went for a walk mm. yesterday and just really took my time, slowed down. And I just felt like this is where I need to be. This is who I need to become. So did you feel Saturn's presence in a physical way or was it more emotional? Um, that's a good question. I, I don't think I've ever thought of it before. I definitely wasn't thinking about it at the time. But as I think back now, I can imagine that I... There, was, there were shifts in terms of my physicality. So, for example, I would do, my physical activities were, you know, pretty much centered around yoga for that time, slow walks, you know, in the park. And I, I like you, walk pretty fast. I talk fast. I drive fast. I eat fast. I move fast, typically. <laughs> so... <laughs> um, I can't say for the eating, I definitely didn't slow down with the eating, but I felt I felt myself doing more grounding work mm -hmm. and therefore slowing myself down a little bit. But I don't think that at the time I would have said that is, you know, that I'm feeling Saturn's presence. But it could have been. That's interesting that you brought up driving because I drive pretty fast as well. And that's something I was thinking about yesterday where I'm like, I love driving. I could drive all day and <laughs> listen to music. So why am I in such a rush when all I want to yeah. do is just sit in the car and listen to music? Like, I, I can actually just slow down and relax. Yeah, and that I actually do that as well. So, like, I know I have somewhere to be for 1 p.m. and mm -hmm. it's now 11.30. I'm on the road. I don't need to rush, but I'm going I'm going to press that gas. Like I'm, I'm going to be huh. rushing for no reason. Then I'm going to get there and sit down and have to wait. And I'm like, why do I keep doing this? Like, take mm -hmm. your time. You know, I go to the river and I love being at the river. And I, I jump in, I swim, I sit down for a bit. And I'm like, okay, it's time to go. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We're going to sit here for a little bit longer. Soak it up. There's no rush. You're not going anywhere. Just, you know, take your time. It's, a, it's I don't know why we do it, Tori, but it's... <laughs> 
it's it's cool to slow down i find it is very cool and it's also very meditative i just mm -hmm. like worry goes out the window stress goes out the window and i think i'm trying to become more present and i just feel that that is a theme of my saturn return slowing down um being more intentional in the things that i do um taking better care of my body going back to that i've never really connected with my body through activity um so much mm. it's just a matter of like okay you know i have to i have to exist so thank you body for taking me this far but no real no true appreciation um but that for sure is a theme of my saturn return and do you think you're better off having not known about your saturn return or would you have rather gone through it knowing about it Oh, for sure. I'm glad to know because this is going to come back in another few years. So <laughs> I want to be ready when that comes. <laughs> so even though I don't personally think that I conquered my Saturn return, I definitely think that there are, there are moments that I didn't heed the lessons or pay attention in the way that I think I should have. Um, so I know that when it comes back around, there are going to be some hard lessons for me to learn. At least now that I'm aware of it, between now and that time, I get to put in the work to make sure that when that time comes, at least at least I'm strong in myself that I know that when that happens, I can handle it. Right. I meant that, I just want to clarify that you didn't know about your Saturn return when it began in 2014, right? Right. Would you have wanted to know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Because there were things that I was struggling with that I had no idea why I was, you know. People talk about when you turn 30, then you have a, like some kind of crisis. But we don't really take it seriously because it's just what people say. Yeah. But if I could actually focus in on that with some with the context of a Saturn return and thinking about there's actually stuff to be done and things to pay attention to now, then probably I would have conquered it at this point mm -hmm. and then I would be ready for the next one, you know. So why do you feel like you didn't conquer it? Um, well, I'm stubborn. <laughs> and I, as I, as I mentioned earlier, I, I don't think that I fully took the time to 100% slow down and pay attention to the right things. I think I paid attention to what I wanted to see and to what I thought would, not consciously, but what was convenient for me. Um, and I think there was a lot more that could have been unearthed that I think was kind of poking me in the side, but I didn't really, I didn't really see it for what it was. Mm. And so I think those are the things that are coming up for me now, which is why I said like at this point, it's kind of like, how are you applying the lessons? And if you haven't learned the lesson, then when the time comes to apply it, you're just like, oh, shoot, what, uh, what do I do? Mm -hmm. You know? So I think, yeah, I think that I didn't, and not because I didn't want to, like I was fully like, yeah, I want to get this, I want to do this right and all of that. But I think I was not really focused on the right things 100%. I'm a big believer in time timing. And I want to know if, like, what do you think about the possibility that maybe you did conquer your Saturn return, but just in the timing and the manner that you were meant to, and maybe you're meant to go through these lasting themes now in a way that maybe you wouldn't have been able to manage during your Saturn return like do you think that there is grace in you doing the best that you could at the moment yes and thank you for that because that's that's absolutely true and I do believe in divine timing as well and I think that 
you know, it sounds cliche, but everything does happen for a reason. And at the time it's supposed to. So technically, if however things work out is exactly how they're supposed to work out. And I guess whatever lessons I learned or didn't learn then, as you said, is probably because I wouldn't have been able to actually do much with them at that time. So now is the time. So, yeah, I do have grace for myself where that's concerned. And I think that's that's another lesson for me, too, is having grace for myself and being gentle with myself because, you know, you can't just jump into something and be an expert at it right off the bat. Like it takes time, it takes practice, it takes effort, you know, and it takes being gentle, you know, because we're not perfect. So that's how it is. So not only is Saturn the planet in Sagittarius in your birth chart, but Saturn also falls in the fourth house, which I believe is the house of identity and home and relationships. Mm-hmm. And your fourth house is also in Sagittarius. So talk a little bit about the impact Saturn ha- had specifically on your home, um, identity and like relationship sectors. Well, um, right around when, when Saturn returned for me, I had just ended a relationship and I had moved out of our home and I moved in with my mother and my grandfather and I actually just stepped right into a caretaker role, which I wasn't planning to do. <laughs> and I, I was planning to just, you know, move in, be there for a bit, find somewhere else and move out. But then I actually ended up, you know, it's it's a family home, so I was just like, I could stay here and help, you know, take care of the home, take care of these people that I care about and, you know, f- be grounded here instead of going to try and find somewhere else to ground myself. Um, and it was, it was a very, it was difficult because the things that I was used to, the kinds of freedom that I was used to, the kinds of hiding that I was used to doing like those things couldn't really happen anymore and so it was like here I am this is the situation you know these are the people who are not 100% dependent on me but to some extent need me to be here um I was single for the first time in I don't know however many years I've always been going from relationship to relationship. So there was time there for me to create a relationship with myself, which I had never done. Um, and it was it was a really beautiful experience for me, to be honest with you. It was, and I say this now, I've been saying this for a while, that that was probably the best, the best few years of my life, as difficult as it was with the Saturn return and all the lessons coming up. The time that I spent with myself and with my family, it was completely and totally rewarding for me Mm -hmm. so you were how old in 2017 i had just turned 30 in august of 2017 and is that when you moved out sorry or moved i moved out i'm i I moved i moved in with my mother in i think it was april or march of that year okay and so having been out of the home what was your relationship like? And if you, you don't have to answer this if you're if it doesn't make you comfortable, but what was your relationship with your mom and that space like prior to you moving back in? 
Well, I, I <laughs> my mother and I have a very good relationship, but for a few years, I think there were certain habits of mine and certain lifestyle choices of mine that I didn't really think that she acts well I knew she didn't accept and I didn't really want to hide while around her or lie about it while I was around her so I pretty much avoided her for a while um and I think because she's my mother and she you know mothers are intuitive and they know their children so if she saw me she would just like something's not right mm-hmm. and I didn't really want to face up to that so I avoided her so I hadn't been to the house I probably had come to this house maybe three three times in the past two in the two years before i moved in okay um barely spent any time here so it wasn't a space that i was familiar with it wasn't really even a space that i felt comfortable in you know but i remember the day that i moved out i I was sick when i moved out of, of of my my home with my partner my ex i should say and I was sick. Like I couldn't breathe. I was having an asthma attack. I didn't even know I was having an asthma attack, but I packed my stuff up and got in my car and I was like, okay, where am I going to go? <laughs> where do I go now? I don't know where to go. And then I thought, and I was like, wait a second, you know, there's your mom's house. She's not going to turn you back. So I was like, all right. So I called her and she's just like, yes, come, come, come. And that was it. I just came here and I was sick and she took care of me and then I got better. Then I started taking care of, you know, the other things. (laughs) So it wasn't, it wasn't a bad relationship, but it wasn't really, it wasn't being nurtured is what I should say. Okay. And I love that you brought up about your mom taking care of you because I'm sure that that really laid the foundation for the evolution of your relationship with her. So when I left Jamaica in 2021 and moved back to Florida, no, I wasn't going through my Saturn return then, but Saturn is in my seventh house of relationships and my seventh house is in Aquarius. So for the past three years, with respect to the previous cycle being Saturn return in Aquarius, my relationships with self, career, home, family, all over the place. And I didn't have the best relationship with Florida. I've never really cared for it. And then my relationship with my mom, my relationship with my sister, my family wasn't the best either. And my time in Jamaica had come to a close. I needed to leave. I was really unhappy with multiple aspects of my life. And I came back home and I'm still here. But over the over these past two years, just the way that my mom has showed up for me. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not ready to start crying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's completely changed the trajectory of our relationship and the way like my sister has loved me and shown up for me. Let me collect myself. (laughs) It's okay. My relationship with them. Huh? Mm -hmm. Go ahead. My relationship with them has empowered me so much over this period and like the healing of that relationship has impacted me so much in ways that in the same way you said that you look back on that period as some of the best days of your life I think I will look back on this period and realize just how much it meant to me as a person and how much it positively impacted like my spiritual evolution and belief in self just like in the best way possible yeah totally I'm glad for that for you 
Thank you. You know, and it's, it's, yeah, it's such a kind of like an un, underappreciated aspect of this, you know, the little nuggets of blessings that come up throughout the yeah. process, you know? Yeah. What was interesting for me too was there was a point where my mother was here before I moved in and she wasn't doing well in terms of her health for a bit and I didn't know but I also didn't want to know because I didn't feel like I could handle it mm -hmm. and so I during that period as I was avoiding being around her is when she actually needed someone to be there with her yeah and then it kind of since I got here and I've been spending time it's like I don't know if it's a conscious or subconscious thing, but I feel like I'm 100% making up for that time that I wasn't here. You mm -hmm. know, to show oh. her that same kind of nurturing, that love and care that she gave me or gives yeah. me still. My friend and I have had similar experiences with family coming back into union with our families or just really connecting with our families in a way that we didn't as kids so i think it's interesting you know once you leave the home maybe you do or maybe you don't have the best relationship with your family but adulthood for sure impacts the way you relate to your parents and connect with them because i think at some point we all have to step back and say okay i no longer need quote unquote need this person so what is going to be the nature of our dynamic how are we going to relate to each other how are we going to see each other beyond the parent-child dynamic you know um and i think when i was talking to my friend we both said that in moving back home for the periods that she did and for the period that i that i'm in um it really like rooted us and really grounded us and just i think it maybe even helped us see ourselves better because we're able to connect mm. with our parents in a different way you know Mm-hmm, for sure, for sure. Yeah, um, and there were, there are ways that my mother was able to kind of reflect back to me aspects of myself that I wasn't even conscious of or that I had forgotten about or, you know, that I was stifling or just, you know, just forgot. And you know, she would be like, you know, you are this person, this is you. I'm like, oh, yeah, that... Yeah, like I can do that. And that's true. I am this person and I am, you know, kind hearted and gentle and sensitive, all of these things. And I'm like, wow. And it kind of helped me to actually also go back into my childhood memories and look at certain things and be like, okay. And you know, what was interesting too is around that time, I remember I had started working with this woman who refers to herself as a feelings navigator mm. and she helped me learn how to ground myself because I have not been a very grounded person I'm very up in the air in the sky in my head I'm very fire I'm not grounded at all like that's not my natural state you do come off but, as very grounded though I will say that <laughs> well I appreciate that a lot of work has gone into that, so I'm glad that at least it's reflecting somehow. <laughs> at least someone sees it. Right. <laughs> so we had done a lot of work. And I remember once we were outside in the yard and we were doing a session and, you know, we had done this regression where I was really like channeling my childhood. 
and feeling a lot of the pressure that I was feeling at the time was, you know, you know, things around not being good enough, things about disappointing people. And she was just like, think, you know, taking me back. And I realized how much, like, I looked like I was trying to emulate my mother in certain ways because of how dependable and how reliable and present she is for everybody, you know? And I'm like, okay, I'm never going to be as good as that. But then recognizing that actually I am, but in my own way, you know? And so being here with her and being able to see that the way that I'm able to show up for her or for my grandfather, you know, it just, it was like, oh, wow, there you go. Didn't know that. Cool. (laughs) And I want to talk to you a little bit about you departing from a relationship and being single for the first time in however long. What was that period like for you? Like, what was the experience of getting to know yourself and being intimate with yourself like? At first, it was terrifying because, again, I had not been single for several years. Um, there was always someone, whether I was in a relationship or I was dating, there was always someone. Um, but I decided one day, I remember I was having a really tough time and this is when I decided to actually take myself by like, by the hand and just make this journey with myself. I, it was a Thursday and I was like, I'm losing my head. I need to get out of this place. I need to go somewhere. I need to do something. So I packed up and I set off to the mountains. I was like, I'm going to the mountains. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what, how long I'm going to be there, but I'm, I'm going. And luckily the work that I was doing at the time afforded me this privilege to be able to just take off. But I went up to the mountains and every step along the way there was a guide there was a teacher there was some lesson for me about how important it is to spend the time by myself and I thought to myself well this is neat I am able to take my time I can drive as fast as I want I can drive as slow as I want I can make as many stops as I want and I don't have to consider a single soul but myself if I want to park my car on the road and just sit and look at a waterfall I'm going to do that. If I want to do it for five minutes, I'll do it for five minutes. If I want to do it for an hour, I'll do it for an hour. If I don't want to eat anything for the day, I won't eat. I don't have to care about anybody else right now. And I was like, this is so cool. (laughs) This is so freeing. This is exactly what I like. Like, I'm enjoying this. And I spent the day driving through the mountain. I went to Portland. I went to the rivers. I went to the beach. I made new friends. You know, it was just... A beautiful experience and from that moment I was like okay I like this person that I am and we're gonna mm-hmm. have fun you know and there were points of course where I felt lonely because I enjoy sharing things with people that I care about so all of this stuff that I was doing I was like man it would be nice to have someone to share it with even my friends or whatever but I appreciated that for this moment this is all for me and it was that was the most beautiful time within that period for me and how long were you single for or how long did you prioritize that period with yourself? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think it was probably about six months. Okay. Yeah. Six months completely 
me alone, nobody else. Mm-hmm. But was it six months? It might not have been that long. And to it might this... not have been that long. Okay. <laughs> and to this day, like, how do you, regardless of what you're doing, who you're with, how do you prioritize that time within yourself? Man, that's another good question. Um, that is, you know, those lessons that you have to keep learning. That's mm-hmm. one of them. So I tend to neglect myself when I form relationships with people. I love who I love and I want to spend all my time with them. And I convince myself that there will be time for me with myself, but I don't usually prioritize that. So I feel like I'm kind of back at the drawing board right now with that. Um, I think driving is something that I enjoy doing as well. Mm -hmm. So the time that I spend on the road, I love taking road trips. I will drive anywhere. I could drive anywhere by myself. So that time for me is very sacred. Um, I might fuss if somebody says they want me to take them somewhere or if I'm going somewhere and someone's like, oh, can I come? Because I'm like, oh, man, that's that's, that's my time. (laughs) You know, and I don't want to be selfish, but that's my time. Anyway, that's fine. Um, But yeah, when I'm when I'm at home, for example, I I'm in my room. I spend my time. I love my room. I've made it very comfortable for myself. So, you know, I spend my time here or. You know, I go outside in the early mornings if I can spend the time out there. I go to the river as much as I can. There's one close to where I live, so I will just early in the morning get up and go spend some time there. Usually there's no one else there but me. And then, you know, that's that's my special time. Mm-hmm. And maybe I think that what I imagine or what I hope will be a lasting lesson for me in my Saturn return is that in the same way you're talking about, you know, learning to prioritize yourself and how that's an ongoing lesson. I think some lessons for us will just be ongoing for the rest of our lives, you know, and it doesn't have to be, that can be enough. It doesn't have to be an experience we have to graduate from. For sure. For sure. And and being okay with that, you know, that's mm-hmm. that's that's the key. Just be like, okay. It's kind of like and that's actually one of the lessons that I learned then too. It was like, you know, these things I have learned how to navigate my way to myself, to grow in myself, to be with myself and to you know, to learn and grow. And there's gonna come a time when I might forget. But the point is I know how to get there because I've done mm-hmm. it before. So it's not about feeling bad about myself or beating myself up because I've forgotten or because I've taken a different path. The comfort comes in knowing that I've gotten there before. I can find my way back. I can find a new way back. You know, it's not lost forever. No, I love that. My last question for you, as I mean, I feel like I could ask you questions all day. <laughs> what? What does home mean to you? Where is home for you? When do you feel like you're most at home, at peace? Mm. Um, honestly, I feel at home when I am outside in nature. I feel at home when I can hear water flowing. Um, I feel at home when there's something for me to munch on somewhere nearby, <laughs> fruit on a tree or food cooking somewhere. 
Um, so, you know, as long as it's a space where I feel safe, where I'm either by myself or around like-minded people, people who care about me, people who I care about, mm-hmm. wherever I am, basically, should be home. Sometimes it doesn't feel like that, but it definitely is the truth. Okay, real, real last question. What, what advice would you give to people like myself navigating their Saturn return? Uh, okay, well, pay attention. Take your time. Trust yourself. Trust in divine timing. Don't watch what nobody else is doing. Focus on your growth. And just keep heeding the lessons and omens. And on that note, this wraps the first episode of Tori's House of Podcast. Thank you to everyone who's listened and made it this far. We really only scratched the surface of the Saturn return and what it represents. So if you want a more in-depth episode on the return, its themes, the zodiac signs, house placements, basically astrology 101, feel free to send me feedback. I would love to hear your thoughts. Until next time.